Section 5 of Birds and Nature, Volume 11, Number 1, January 1902. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tavarish. Between the Daylight and the Dark She sat in the deepening twilight awaiting the coming of her lover. The wind whispered in the rustling treetops, but she heeded it not, though she turned her handsome head sharply when a thoughtless katydid near her sent forth one shrill note. He is late tonight, she murmured softly, as she gave a graceful little shake to her fluffy brown suit and settled herself anew. Then she bent her beautiful head and gently scratched her ear with her right reversible toe. There came no sound of wings, but the branch on which she sat quivered beneath an added weight, and she rolled her round eyes affectionately toward the newcomer, a great horned owl, with a welcoming gurgle, in which was a note of expectation. Her lover was a handsome fellow, with great tufts over his ears, and he had brought a gift for his fair, though it was not a dainty box of bonbons produced from his overcoat pocket. He lifts his broad wings, bends his head, and produces from his crop a newly caught frog. His mistress nestles close with fluttering wings and upturned beak, and receives the great dainty with an evident pleasure which delights him. He tries again. This time the convulsive effort brings forth to light a field mouse, garnished with two grasshoppers and a black cricket, which his lady receives with the pretty infantile attitudes and flutterings which all ladies think so becoming and attractive. Then they snuggle up close together, as is the way of lovers, and sit so still they might have been mistaken for a pair of stuffed owls, indeed one of them was, save for the occasional turning round of the head in that mechanical way affected by owls, for they are watchful, as all wood creatures have need to be. Why didst thou tarry so long, my brave? she finally murmured, as she fondly toyed with the soft mottled feathers on his broad breast. He lifted his feathery horns angrily at the remembrance. The blue terror caught sight of me as I looked forth from the beautiful dark home in the dead oak tree which I have selected for thee, my beloved. It was just as the gaudy daylight was giving way to the pleasing blackness of night that I came forth thinking all the little day-flyers would have been asleep, but a belated blue jay saw me, and, with lifted crest and shrill voice, raised the hue and cry. The robin left his mud-daubed nest in the orchard across the road, the titmouse from his home in the knot-hole of the rail-fence, the nuthatch, the butcher-bird, and hosts of others all came with piercing scoldings, sharp pecks, and fluttering wings. 
i might have gone back into the darkness of our new home and so saved myself further annoyance but light of the world as he rolled his eyes fondly towards her i wanted not the blue terror to know where thou wouldst lay thine eggs he is an egg thief himself thou knowest so i sailed away into the open and oh the clamour they raised and see showing two or three broken feathers what the bold blue terror has done the strong-voiced and strong-winged blue jay how i wish i had been there muttered the lady owl vengefully through her clenched beak i would have torn his blue crest from his wicked little head and i would have taken his head along with it at least as far as that black necklace of which he is so proud if he had but given me the chance laughed the owl grimly it's my usual way only there were so many of the light active little things that when i turned toward one another would come at me from the other side so that my only safety from annoyance for that was all they could do was in my swift and silent wings it seemed he went on his great eyes blazing at the recollection as if all the birds in the woods joined the mob friend and foe flying wing to wing the most innocent seed bird and the bloodiest thief fighting side by side and i had to buffet them with wing and claw though they kept beyond reach of my beak he added proudly and he passed his great feather-clad claw caressingly down his polished black beak curved like a scimitar and as strong and sharp thou knowest my beautiful one he continued how the blue jay and the woodpecker fight one another but to-night they joined forces as if they had been friends from the dawning of creation and when the butcher bird cried out he ate three of my children yesterday the titmouse forgetting the thorn on which the same butcher bird impaled her first husband in the early summer replied in fullest sympathy and he stole one of my lovely eggs only a week ago and then she screamed with all her tiny might and flew at my head as boldly as if she had been an eagle the little pests never mind my hero murmured the lady owl as fondly as a coo dove a man has his mosquitoes a dog has his fleas there is a horsefly for the horse and these little birds are our mosquitoes our fleas and our flies who 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 she stammered in her rhetorical flight who has not his troubles in this world who 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 echoed the owl s e mckee end of section 5